have you ever had to overcome an obstacle in your life? I thought so. I kind of figured that out. And we're going to be doing a series this week and the next two weeks on overcoming obstacles. And uh, I tell you, it will bless you. Uh, obstacles are constant in life. And you either have faced an obstacle or facing an obstacle or you're going to face an obstacle. So if you faced one or if you got one right in front of you, and even if you have it, don't despair. You've got one on the way. I mean, it can be looming way far in the future, or it can just pop up unexpectedly. Something as simple as being put on hold and hearing the music and saying that we're busy, our lines are overloaded, please hold on. And you do. Until maybe you just say, Or it could be a roadblock. You know, a detour. You got your GPS set. And you know you're going to make it on time, but it's going to be close. And all of a sudden, there's one of those barricades in the road and a flagman. And you got to go down this way and through that neighborhood while the truck's getting all the stuff. And then you go in and you're late. Or, or it could be if you think back far enough a year or so ago, an obstacle. And I want you to think this through. An obstacle might be when you go to the grocery store and you go to get toilet paper. <laughs> now, you might think what obstacle is that, but I want you to think it through. Because <laughs> in a little bit, it could be an obstacle. Or it could be a real crisis in your life. Uh, and obstacles come in different shapes and sizes. So we're going to be talking about this the next few weeks. And there's many ways to get or to solve obstacles. You may have to go around them. You may have to face them. You may have to go through them. We're going to talk about those three ways to do that these upcoming weeks. But one thing is for certain, obstacles are a part of life. And I want you to know this as we go through this series, that an obstacle can define you. It can define you. Or you can define it. See, you need to overcome obstacles so that they do not overcome you. I'll talk about three people in this series, from a king to a prophet and a strong leader to a guy who doesn't even have a name. He's just a regular Joe. Let's start with him. Have you ever heard the saying, you can't get there from here? I mean, you pull up, and if you're a guy, you finally acquiesce and give up and roll down the window and say, so how do you get there? Now, you may have driven an hour or so already saying that you know how to get there, but you finally give in. And so you ask them, well, how do you, how do you get there? Well, you go down two lights. No, I think it's three. And you make a, a right. And if there's somebody else or with them, they say, no, no, they're supposed to make a left. And so you go up and you think, well, then you, you'll go past the mall. No, it's, it's a hospital. It's not a mall. 
And then you go straight for a long way, and just over the hill, there's a stop sign. And you turn left. By now, if you're not confused, you should be. Because that's what happens. And I'll tell you something. They'll say at the end, you just can't get there from here. I want you to know that that's what Satan is going to say to you. So Satan is going to say to you, you can't get there from here. And if you believe it, you, you don't quite understand what God is. And you're going to have to overcome obstacles to get to God. Let's be clear. God's not putting up obstacles. Satan's putting them there. Or your way of thinking may put them there. The man in this story is paralyzed. He can't get to where Jesus is. And Jesus is teaching nearby in the same town, Capernaum. And his friend's taking, but they can't get him in because the crowd is too large and they're blocking the door. And nobody will let him in. And his friend's going to take him to the roof and they're going to try to dig through the roof and drop him down where Jesus is teaching. And they got to get a rope to do it. So this man and his friends, if they had stopped at any one of these, if they had given up at any obstacle that they got, that they confronted or that confronted them, they would not have been able to get to Jesus. And worse, if they stopped anywhere, the man wouldn't have met Jesus and he wouldn't have been healed and he wouldn't have been saved. Satan's trying to keep you out. God is trying to get you in. But they didn't stop. See, if you don't overcome obstacles, an obstacle is going to overcome you. And Satan says, you can't get there from here. But God says, I am the way. You can get there from here. You can get there from here. Listen to the, the uh, scripture for today, Mark 2. This is in Mark and Luke's in Luke 5, but I've chosen Mark today, Mark 2. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home, and they gathered in such large numbers that there was a room left. No one even outside the door. There was no room anywhere. I want you to think of a Thanksgiving where everybody is piled in. Or I want you to think of when you've gone to someone's house where there's been a death and the people are everywhere. They're just piling. You can't get in the door. They're outside on the streets. The cars are parked up and down. It's standing room only. Here's what Luke 5 says. One day when Jesus was teaching, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village in Galilee, from Judea and Jerusalem. And Luke, the physician, says, and Jesus had the power to heal the sick. The house full, the Pharisees are there, and Luke wants to make sure you know that Jesus has the power to heal. And just prior to this, when Jesus is in this house, he's already healed a man with leprosy. He's already cleaned a person with an impure spirit. Mark says he was in Peter's uh, house and healed Peter's mother, and the crowds brought many demons and infirmed, and Jesus healed them. And enter this unknown man who doesn't have a name. We don't know his name. 
We don't know anything about him except he was paralyzed. Let me ask you, have you ever felt paralyzed? You may not have been paralyzed, but again, this is a way of thinking. You may have felt paralyzed. I challenge you. Mark 2, 3 says this, some men came bringing to him a paralytic man carried by the four of them. So the guy can't walk. He's paralyzed. That's an obstacle. He's lying on a mat. He can't get out of bed. That's an obstacle. And Jesus is finally in his town where he is just a few blocks away, but he can't get there. He needs help. That's an obstacle. I want you to recognize something about obstacles. And if you haven't realized this, once I say it, you'll you'll clearly understand it. But obstacles, a lot of times when you get one, they just start piling up one after the other, one after the other. You think, I've cleared this obstacle, I'm good to go. I'll I'll tell you that you better be looking because there's liable to be another one. There were four Saturdays in a row that I had a flat tire on one of my vehicles. Now, try to call discount tire and get an appointment, and they're three or four or five days out. So you can drive down there, and you can wait. Four Saturdays in a row at 8 o'clock, I was down there with a book and a chair and a thing of water, and I waited until they got done at 5. Man, I thought this, I'll never have to do this again. And then the next Saturday, it was enough. They were putting some roofs on in my house, in my, in my neighborhood, I drive around them now if I got to drive a different way. The guy, he, he said, hey, man, you're like a frequent flyer. We appreciate your business. And when I got that done, I looked under Tracy's car and I said, something's leaking. It was a water pump. We got that fixed and I go in the house and I said, that toilet's not flushing right. You see, obstacles will come at you one after another, and you'll think you got them figured out, and you'll think you've beat it, and then there's another one, and then there's another one. Obstacles, they can define who you are. They can define how you think, and you've got to overcome them, or else they'll overcome you. It says in Mark 2, 4 that they they couldn't get to him because of the crowd. The house was full. Everyone had their place, and Jesus was in the middle of this house, and no one would let this paralyzed man in. Do you know that a disability can be viewed as a stigma? If you've never thought about it, it's like discrimination. Oh, if somebody comes in, you won't look at them in the face. You'll avoid them. I'm not just talking about me, but it's common. And this man, more than anyone there, physically needed Jesus. But man, did he spiritually need Jesus. I've always read in the scriptures that the man was crippled. I'd always put that together, but paralyzed is more than that. The, um, the Greek word used is palsy, and it means can't move some limbs, or some limbs are frozen in place. He, he couldn't move at all. In biblical times, when someone was disabled, someone was sick, or someone was ill, oftentimes 
it was said that they sinned or their parents sinned. And this man was on a cot. And everyone there believed that it must have been this man's sin or his parents. We're not going to let him in. We're not going to budge. We're not going to move. I came early. I got my spot. Sorry, bud. Get your own. Obstacles. Man, they can define you, who you are, how you really act under pressure, how you respond to obstacle after obstacle, what you think. See, it wasn't like he couldn't get in. It was no one would let him in. Satan says, you can't get there from here. God says, I'm the way. Satan says, the door is closed. God says, I stand at the door and I knock. Satan says, you can't do it. God says, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it. Mark 2, 4. I don't know if you've ever carried anyone. I've had to, on numerous occasions, carry someone. I'm not talking about the, hey man, you're carrying me. No, not that kind of carry. I'm talking about physically carrying someone. It's quite, diff- it's quite difficult. It's better when you have some help. But it's a hard thing to do. And they took this man up to the roof of the house because no one would let him in. Isn't that like church people? Isn't that like religious people? You don't look like me, so you shouldn't come in the door. I don't know what I'm going to do. You don't think like we think. You, you're a different race than we are. You're, you're a different political affiliation than we are. You can't come in here. I got mine. You got to get yours. Now, I'm sure that's not like us. And during this time, Jesus is teaching in the house. They're up on the roof. Now, many of you in here are teachers. And it's easy to get rattled if you're a teacher or a speaker or a presenter. When kids in a classroom keep doing stuff over and over. Or somebody in the crowd get a cell phone or a call, something's really important. Or somebody starts talking and heckling you while you're teaching. Much less somebody digging a hole in your roof when you're teaching. (laughs) You better have your stuff together. And they dug through the roof. I don't want you to know that the roofs were thatched, but a base layer was dirt and clay. And can you imagine the dust It's coming down, and everybody's getting the dust on them. And I don't want you to miss this either. In Genesis 2, it says this, that the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground. Jesus was fixing to do something again. He was going to write in the dust. He was going to be right there covered with dust, and there was going to be a man that came to him that was made from the dust. You may have to dig deep to get to Jesus. You may have to go around things. I'm talking about deep within you. And it says this in Mark 2, 4, that they lowered the man, they lowered the mat that the man was laying on. Now, the practical part of me says, where'd they get the rope? 
I mean, they came there thinking they're going to get through the door. But if you're going to lower somebody through the roof, you got to have a rope. And they had a rope. This Greek word, lowered, it means to lower yourself. They lowered him. You may have to lower. We may have to lower ourselves to get to the feet of Jesus Christ. We can stand up tall and we can be prideful. We've got it all figured out. Jesus has come. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. When he saw their faith, I want you to know that there's faith. And then there's faith in agreement. And then there's faith for you and you. And then you get faith and you get faith and you get faith and I get faith. And all of a sudden our faith is is collective. And it starts activating. When you get people that start believing the mission of Jesus Christ, when you start activating your faith and you start walking it out, there's power in that. There's strength in that. And before you know it, this man was at the feet of Jesus. We are the head and not the tail. You start mixing your faith with others and you start putting works and motion and acts. Then you're going to start overcoming obstacles. Then another obstacle and then another obstacle. It's who you are. And no matter what, you're going to have skeptics. Now, some of the teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? That sounds like religion to me. Here's a great physician, the healer, the provider. They don't believe it. You see, when we come to Jesus, you've got to rethink your position. If you've got an obstacle, you've got to rethink your position. Jesus can and Jesus wants to heal you of every infirmity. Immediately, Jesus knew the spirit was was this, what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? He was talking to the Pharisees. You could be talking to us. Wow. Why are you thinking these things? When we pray for somebody, we got some names of some folks that were sick this week. We're going to be praying for them for total healing, total restoration. And you may be thinking, so does that really help? Prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. See, it's what it's in our heart. Pastor Ramona talked this talk this morning on knowing God and Jesus coming. And it's not just us knowing God, it's God knowing us. It's a relationship. Jesus said this, which is easier to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or get up and take up your mat and walk. So he said to the man, take up your mat, go home. Take up your mat. See, I don't know how long he was on the mat. I don't know how long you've been on a mat. I know how long I've been on a mat on some things. Take up your mat. Pick it up. The thing that you're depending on to get you through, if it's a mat instead of the Lord, pick it up. Pick it up. Don't be satisfied with where you are. 
Don't be satisfied with what you're doing. Don't be satisfied with the results you've got right now. Pick up your mat. Go home. I wonder what all the people thought when he got up and walked away. I wonder what they felt then. I wonder what people will think when you take your mat, put it up under your arm. It says he walked out in view of all of them. Your life will be changed. God will change your life. This man with his friends had to go around this obstacle to get to Jesus Christ. That's one of the ways. There are many ways, but that's one of the ways. So why is this important? If you don't overcome an obstacle, it'll define who you are and it'll overcome you. Don't let it do that. Satan says, you can't get there. Huh? God says, I'm the way. I'm the way. So what do you need to do? What obstacle is before you right now? I know we all probably have obstacles. But whatever obstacle it is, you may have to do like this man. Expect opposition. Expect unbelief. Go around it. Don't give up. Don't stop. And I want you to consider this because today we're going to have communion. And the scriptures talk about communion and it says that you should examine yourself. It's like reconciling your checkbook. You may not do that anymore. You may just look online, but you're still looking. What's there? What are these charges? Am I getting my deposits? Examine yourself. Is there an area of unbelief in your life that is lingering? Is there an obstacle before you that you haven't wanted to face? We're going to be talking about a man next week who was a king who had to face an obstacle head on. He couldn't go around. He had to face it. What obstacle are you facing today? I'd ask you to consider that. We're going to have communion now. And uh, as we have communion, we'll hold our elements until everyone has uh, got their elements and we'll have communion together. After that, we're going, to have, uh, we're going to be playing some music during this time. And we're going to give you the opportunity to give your life to Jesus Christ if you haven't done that. You'll have the opportunity to strengthen your faith, to grow closer to God if you want to do that. We'll pray for you. Hallelujah. To God, we thank you today for your son, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you that the obstacles that are before us, they don't surprise you. They don't make you afraid. Father, we know that you don't put them there, that you've got a life for us. We thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen.